0: So that was a lot of fun, to say the least. The Penguins beating the Flyers 5-2. 2,800 fans being back inside PPG Paints Arena. Kasperi Kapanen with a couple of goals, one of them a beauty. Evgeny Malkin doing what he always does in Sidney Crosby's absence and stepping up. And none of it topped what I'm about to discuss. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. This is available to you right here on the DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. And my goodness was Tristan Jari good last night. I keep thinking he's one-upped himself. With every passing performance. But in this one, to break it down, the Flyers had a 42 to 27 edge in shots. So Jari finishes obviously with 40 saves. 11 of those saves came on Philadelphia power plays. Two of those power plays came. Very close together early in the first period and easily could have defined and really derailed the entire evening for everyone. The only reason the Flyers didn't score was that they couldn't get the puck past Jari. They were really good. After the game, Mike Sullivan was asked about his penalty killing and his flat response to that was our best penalty killer was Tristan Jari. He was. He was outstanding trailed the puck, stepped way out of the crease, was aggressive on shots, aggressive with his stick. And actually, one of the Philadelphia goals came as the result of his being overly aggressive with the stick and making a mistake. He just handed the puck away. And I remember thinking at the time, boy, I hope that doesn't cause him to go back into some kind of shell because he still needs to maintain That mindset in order to be his best self. And he stayed that way. Now, it helped that the Penguins went right up the rink after that and scored another goal to restore the two-goal lead. That was the one by Cody Ceci in the third period. But Jari held firm. Jari won the game. And that's all wonderful stuff. It's warm and fuzzy and everything else. And I'm not even touching yet on one of the saves of the year, I thought, in this building, the toe save that he made on James Van Riemsdyk in the second period that got the upper deck, which was the, the loudest part just by coincidence. The loudest part of the building happened to be the upper deck that was behind him and got them chanting, Jari, Jari. And I asked Jari afterward if he'd heard that, if he was aware of it. Tristan, you mentioned a few days ago uh, about the effect of not having a crowd early in the season. Uh, You allowed that it had had an impact on you. When you make that toe save in the second period, I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, Could you hear the crowd chanting your name? Could you hear them getting behind you? Yeah, I think that's part of Penguins hockey is having the fans there and having them. Behind us, so you see how how much it changes when there is fans in the crowd. Like it's it's a different feeling whenever you step on the ice and have them stand up and cheer. I think that that motivates us that much more, and we love playing in Pittsburgh and we love playing in front of them. Good for him. I, that's just like I said. I keep using the word wonderful. That's what it was. The whole night was wonderful, but to see the goalie make saves and to hear the crowd reacting and then to know that the goalie uh, had already expressed earlier in the season missing the fans and missing the motivation that that gives him to have him then feed off of that it was a it was a special night over there and yet and yet I'm here to at least a little bit not much just a little bit rain on it. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. One more time, warrioralpacasocks.com use the code DK just for our podcast listeners. It's a big win. Again, I'm not going to do anything to downplay it, especially beating that team that had already taken a couple wins from you at the very beginning of the season, arch rival Another team that you're right there in the thick of the race with, trying to claim a playoff spot in the East Division, which is airtight, but especially between Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, and the New York Islanders. Everybody's, like, right there. So every one of these is big, and let's remember there's still two more games against this exact team in this exact barn coming up because of this bizarre schedule. So this was wonderful. At the same time, it kind of wasn't. It kind of wasn't. And I I feel like I need to whisper that because everybody's going to be all super stoked over what happened. The Penguins gave up way too much, way too easily. They worked hard in their own zone, but they very often didn't work smart Their sticks were out of position. The Flyers had too many, uh, I don't want to say easy entries into the zone, but once they were in the zone, they had easy entries into the higher danger scoring areas. And that's actually always been Mike Sullivan's greatest concern. As a head coach, not that he wants easy entries into the zone either, but the biggest thing is to make sure that you box out and don't let teams just walk right in front of your net the way the Flyers did repeatedly. Jari was, I was about to say good. He wasn't good. He wasn't very good. He was great in this game. He's been great now for a while. And there are all kinds of positives that come from that. For your entire team, they feel better about themselves, the results, the outcomes, but also their ability to jump up into the play and take risks. I mentioned the CC goal. Well, the CC goal happened right after Jari's mistake and put the Penguins back ahead by two, as I'd mentioned, but it also involved both defensemen. Going up on the rush. Mark Friedman, who was playing his first game, by the way, played pretty well, playing his first game in a Penguins uniform. That's the the Philadelphia defenseman that Ron Hextall claimed off waivers. He jumps up into the play. He passes it across to the left to Jared McCann and McCann across to Cody Cece for a tap in. Two of those three guys were defensemen, you know, and they were leading the rush. Now, the Sullivan system allows for that in any score. He wants his defensemen to go, go, go when there's a chance. Well, the reason that they can go, 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 and the reason that people like you and me don't rip them when they go, go, go is because the goaltender's making save after save after save. There are all kinds of pluses to your goaltender being this hot. Conversely, earlier in the season, we saw that there are all kinds of minuses whenever the goaltending is not good, and in fact, Jari and Casey DeSmith combined for the second-worst save percentage in the entire NHL through the better part of the first quarter of the season. Now it's the other way around, but now... I think you could see the Penguins start creeping into some bad defensive habits. And if I'm Sullivan heading into today's practice and then these next two games against the Flyers, I am stressing first and foremost defense, defense, defense. And that doesn't mean the defenseman. That means team defense. It means defending. It means boxing out. And especially, especially on the PK. The Flyers If they're not the very best at going east-west with the man advantage in the NHL, then I don't know who is. I know the Kings are. But the Flyers are at least top three in that very specific skill set. They just do a lot of left-right, left-right, left-right on the power play. They're really good at finding the seams and setting up backdoor tap-ins like the first goal that they got in this game. It wasn't on the power play, but you get the message. They are going to be very hard to take three w's from and they're going to be impossible to take three w's from if you're relying as much on jari as they did last night there did i rain on it too much Uh, no i mean i could use the word wonderful again it was a wonderful evening it really was when we come back just one question time for just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western Pennsylvania. They're here for you when you need them. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you. Today's just one question comes from PNW for the Penguins, who asks, Hey DK, just one question. In the four years that Phil Kessel was on the Penguins, their power play was in the top five in the league three times. They have not had a power play percentage over 20% without Kessel since 2014. I think that supports your point from yesterday's podcast, that the threat of a quick release from distance would be helpful, like Kasperi Kapanen or maybe Jared McCann. What else did Kessel bring to the power play that made it so successful that the Penguins should be looking to emulate now? It is a really good question on a lot of levels. And there's nothing you can do to emulate Phil Kessel. Uh, I'm not just saying that because of his uh, unique personality. I'm saying that because his skill set The specific skill set that he has is really rare in the NHL. First of all, just ask yourself where in the NHL you can find another forward who scores a ton, whose primary weapon is his wrist shot. Where does that player exist in 2021? That's what I'm talking about. I mean, there used to at least be like a handful of guys around the league. Uh, Peter Nedved stands out if you go back to the Penguins, who would just devastate you with the wrist shot. Uh, there's only one Phil. Phil also could use his speed. The power play would run through Phil. There was a misnomer that just because Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby were out there that it would somehow work through them. It didn't. It always ran through Phil along the left boards. Why? Because Phil was a dual threat. Phil could step off those boards, and the goaltender genuinely didn't know, couldn't know, if he was going to shoot, in which case, using the word again, he was a legit threat, or if he was going to do one of those passes where he threads the needle and hits uh, Sid on the other doorstep. Remember those? Another threat. The Penguins, I think, hoped that Brian Rust could be that, coming off the left wall. Um, He's not. Uh, Rust doesn't have anywhere near a Phil Kessel release whether it's his wrist shot, slap shot, or for that matter, a one- timer, which was the one thing that Phil definitely did not bring to the party. And if you look at this roster and ask yourself who could or should be over there, as I mentioned yesterday's, uh, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, to me that's got to be Kapanen. Now, with the game last night, you saw Kapanen score on the power play. It wasn't in that position. He was was never sitting over in the uh, Alexander Ovechkin trigger spot in the left dot. But he was out there, and he was the one that finished the play, no pun intended. And you know which one I'm talking about, the, the tic-tac-toe goal. Later, he had the the partial breakaway in which he did the ridiculous fake slap shot and then slid it through the pads of Carter Hart. But the power play, yes, he was out there with the first unit. Yes, he scored with the first unit. It wasn't the way that I described, but you got to have somebody out there. This was my point yesterday, who just thinks shooting first. Kapanen's capable of doing other things. We've seen him make elite passes. Even in his brief time back with the Penguins, we've seen him really, really nail tape-to-tape through traffic situations for guys. But he's a shooter. He's a goal scorer. And you can't just send those same five guys out there, meaning when, when Sid comes back, and expect a different result. You need to have somebody out there who wants to gun it, who wants to get rid of it. That's who captain is. If you want to talk about any kind of parallels between Phil and that power play's effectiveness and what you need to do now, it's not mimicking or emulating Phil as much as it is, here's that word again, making sure that there's a threat on the rink to release the puck in the form of a shot that has a chance to score, not just one of those rust Gensel shots from the perimeter where you just, it looks like they're just wasting their time. They're wasting everybody's time by taking it. It's got to be something that is a threat to go in. That's what disrupts a PK, that's what disrupts a penalty killing goaltender. Kapanen's not Phil either. But Kapanen is at least a threat. Good stuff. Thanks for that. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, We will do this again tomorrow in advance of the next Penguins Flyers game.